Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller and editor for this episode. This game you're listening to is a collaborative effort between us here at a pair of Dice Lost, the crew of Sponsored by Nobody, and Holden Shearer. You can find the At the Table full session experience at sponsoredbynobody.podbean.com and the newest version of Exalted vs. World of Darkness can be found at holdenshearer.wordpress.com. Links, as always, will be in the show notes. On this episode, the gang goes to Elysium to crash the biggest vampire party of the year. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, City of the Bull God, Season 1, Episode 18. Please check your coffin at the door, sir. Brendan, as the storyteller. Peter asks Sir Rigel Stroud, the Celestial Censor, as Solar Twilight. Devin, as End of Sadness, of the Infernal Exalted. Holden as Layla Church of the Infernal Exalted. And Sam as Rowan of the No Moon Lunars. Does anyone want to give me a recap on uh, what we did last week? Rowan delivered some forelock to the owl spirit and warned it that it's, you know, an evil thing that nobody should drink it, but... We drank yeah, it. That, that brought the apocalypse that, you know, I dream of one step closer. Yeah. Yeah. And then Layla went to Carfax Abbey and had a whole episode dealing with, you know, Andrew Parker and Cook and all that stuff. Andrew Parker's now my bitch. <laughs> that he is. Crowned with fury, it's a fun charm. <laughs> it's so good. And then she got shit with Darius Alucard and Sebastian Wolf Knight the <laughs> Third. Uh, you can thank my wife for those names. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, and then you guys all got some information about Elysium, which uh, Elysium is ha- is happening on Halloween night because, you know, that's timely and appropriate since we're recording uh, a few days after Halloween. Besides that, there were some in-between session uh, roles that happened. Um, I believe that Rigel wanted to present a gift at Elysium. Yeah, I just want to make a statement, opening statement thing, and create some nice work of art for the vampires there. You know, give a big piece to the prince and some smaller pieces to everybody else, because it's, uh, what should I call it, a polyptych? Or how do you pronounce that name, actually? Yeah, polyptych, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like a multi-part painting, sort of. Mm-hmm, yeah, we can go into the details, I guess, when they are presented. And yeah, but yeah, he spent, you know, his crafting spent charms and so on and so on. And quite a lot. You've spent a, quite a bit of essence to at least have an animal flare happen uh, when you were doing this and had to spend about a week just thinking about it to get it all done. Yeah. But considering that this is your shtick. You you pulled it off within a week, which is actually quite impressive. Uh, essentially, before we get to describe what happened, is uh, Pete made a wonder uh, a, a level one wonder that is gonna actually be pretty cool. Uh, even though I'm saying that it's a level one wonder, it's 
actually pretty rad. It's going to. It's thematic. It's thematic, and it might uh, cause some ripples to happen throughout the campaign. Huzzah. Yeah, I unlock one crap forging genius. Woohoo! 15 XP spent. Oh my. <laughs> now you can make mage artifacts. Thank you, whatever, yeah. Mercado, for writing such consistent rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Such consistent rules as I hold up mage revised and not mage 20 because that's how I learned. <laughs> anyway, the night of Elysium has come. You all prepare in your own ways. Uh, we can figure out how that you all look and dress for a fancy event, as Andrew Parker has told you. Uh, Elysium is not a small affair, but Elysium for the Camarilla is held at Highgate Cemetery, one of the most prestigious cemeteries in all of London, holding such greats as Douglas Adams, Karl Marx, and Bob Hoskins. <laughs> the, oh, the entrance of Elysium is just has a singular guard at it, uh, a ghoul guard to be specific, who is basically checking paperwork and helping people in. I know that End of Sadness has some drones that probably did some scouting, uh, considering that I know how much you... Oh, so much scouting. Uh, So... Birds and rats, Outside of... Outside, so I'm just going to kind of give this to you real quick, just to kind of set the scene, as well as since you would know anyway... As far as a bird's eye view goes, about a couple hundred feet in where that it wouldn't be noticeable from anything but like a satellite view or drone view, the cemetery is done up in uh, finery. Uh, There are uh, areas where that uh, small walls have been erected to uh, show off paintings. Uh, Other people are congregating. There are multiple... um, LED lights that are strung up on a string that are kind of going throughout the trees of Highgate. Uh, There are people and small social circles that are congregating along thematically appropriate gravestones. So like you can kind of guess that the Anarchs are probably hanging out near Karl Karl Marx's grave, whereas the Toreadors might be hanging out near like actor graves or something like that. Basically, all of Elysium is kind of spread out throughout this very large cemetery. So there's enough room for your average goth to kind of wander in on Halloween night. And, you know, maybe they don't show up again on on uh, November 1st. But generally speaking, it is pretty walled off from other supernaturals. There's... Besides guards that just kind of let people through in the largest air quotes possible, most other supernaturals would not be able to get through. But you guys are not most other supernaturals. You have an invitation. An invitation with the name of that one setite that you sent to the Camarilla, or that one setite ghoul that you sent to the Camarilla. Um, Shaggy. And a man named... Yes. And a man named Andrew Parker. So, you all roll up to Elysium. It is Halloween. Did you guys show up in costume? Oh my god, you have no idea. Did we, like, coordinate at all, or are we going to go from, okay. from the gamut from super serious to super silly? Do we want to coordinate, or do we want to do our own thing? Because I have my own thing planned out, but I can also coordinate. I kind of think it's funnier if we get into completely disparate costumes. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first then? 
Oh, I'm going cheap thrift store zombie makeup. Like, no question about it. We're talking, like, bought at Poundland five minutes before we fucking left the Gamma Cave. (laughs) Poundland. Oh, my God. It's a thing. Yeah, dollar store, I know. It's just you translate it. Yeah, it's... yeah, it's 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 a uh, UK's version of the dollar of the Dollar Tree. Man, I thought you were joking about that. Yeah, I thought you made that up. Like that was a Thatcher like farthing store. Like it's farthings or austerity. <sighs> anyway, who's up next? Uh, I'll go. Uh, Rowan decided to pull out his old uh, street magician's outfit and has gone in a very classic cloak, black and white, with a nice masquerade mask. And he's going to have the antlers exposed because it's Halloween. Why not? Nice. Fancy. Okay. Um, I guess uh, Rachel would go as the Vitruvian man. So, you know, adding some extra legs and arms and, yeah, styling himself after that. Are you, like, wearing clothes or are you, like... Like holding on to the wheels and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing clothes. Okay. Down coffee. I was going right. to say, if he's holding on to the wheel, is he like a wheel skeleton from Dark Souls? All right. Yeah, he's holding on to the wheel those and boys. doing the helicopter to move himself. <laughs> Christ. Uh, end yeah, of sadness. Dress themselves up uh, as the somnibalist from the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, but there is an intro to it. Like, there's a there's a thing for it for the party. Okay. So, like, when we arrive, end of sad. I don't know if you guys want to come with end of sad. End of sadness is coming in a hearse. You, you freaking would. Um, do you guys arrive with end of sadness, or do you all arrive uh, with, at your own time with a moving van for the pictures? I guess we can have it separate. Oh yeah, we probably should. Yeah, I like show up with the pictures. That's a good idea. Okay, how? Okay. What's your evidence, Neil? Keep Devin. Oh, uh, so the hearse is driven by a skeleton, like, from Spirit Halloween. Like, it's clearly been rigged up to look like it's driving, because, you know, it's a ghost car. I make cars into demons. So the hearse, with a casket, drives up. Um, six of those Atlas robots Peter bought me with his money that I haven't had anything to do with, because their battery power is Garbo until they get a good military battery out in the next couple of months. All dressed as Dr. Caligari in, like, a black coat and a stovepop hat. Get out, pick up the casket in the back, and they're going to bring it into the cemetery. Which end of sadness is in the casket? Wow. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with the robots. Their batteries are too short. <sighs> I'm just going to catch a ride in with Sam because I don't want to bring my bike where vampires can mess with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely fair. So you basically get in, get brought in in the uh, in the coffin. Uh, your, I guess that y- did you tell anyone about this going in, or did you just kind of show up? Uh, I don't know. Do you like, guys you want Andrew know? Parker know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know who Andrew Parker is. I've never met this person, but I'll definitely really give. <laughs> I'll definitely give Layla, Rowan. And Rigel a heads up. Well, probably don't cover that. Make a grand entrance. Well, the the, 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 the,
<laughs> okay, so you're gonna. So I was asking, so I knew if the uh, security was going to stop a, a coffin from being brought in because one that's of the definitely robots, not hard Zemisi rules. One of the robots, which is a robot, it's an Atlas robot. You can look them online; they're real. Robots are real now. Hands the infestation an invitation to the security person. Okay. The security. Oh yeah, person. crocodile friend. Never mind. I'm a fucking liar. Crocodile friend who's dressed <laughs> up as an undertaker. No, all the robots are dressed up as like black cloaked mourners. The crocodile uh, whispers of the labyrinth is dressed up as uh, Dr. Caligari from the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, and he, with his stovepipe hat and cane, gives the invitation. I thought that your I thought that you were actually about to say that your crocodile friend was uh, dressed up as Paul Bearer. I got very excited there. No. <laughs> No, so, this uh, Dr. Caligari they were not- uh, whispers, <laughs> gives the uh, the invite to uh, one of the local uh, enforcers, and they look it over, they look at everything, and they go, yeah, okay, uh, bring it, uh, bring it in about uh, a little bit to where that everyone can check it, and then, and then you're good. Okay, guys, he's doing a bit. I, I know. That, okay, wait. He's gonna like look at it and be like, "Please set it down for a moment." Whispers is like, "You probably don't want to do that." Listen, we need to double check anyone who comes into Elysium for weapons. Um, these are military robots. Also, if we wanted to bring weapons in, we drop them from the sky in uh, drones. Also, my master is in this coffin, and because we spare, share a special bond, because I'm his chosen animal companion, I can sense his growing frustration with you delaying this. And my master is the type of person that goes to the manager after the tantrum, not before. So why don't we just let him on in, and we have a fun Halloween that everyone jokes about, not a sad Halloween where everyone remembers you. Okay, but... I need to Are make the sure. Did the rest of us here yet, or did he arrive first? Oh my god! <laughs> I think he arrived first. Uh, this guy's gonna go right, but I need to make sure that you're not bringing in any weapons into Elysium. These are military-grade robots. They are weapons. I am also a weapon, as is my master. My master is an apocalyptic angel. Also, do you not know how mages work? Mages have portal technology. <sighs> this guy just kind of this this person just kind of looks at you and just goes, "Listen." I just need to check. I warned you, buddy. Uh, So whispers claps and all the robots spring to action and start setting the coffin up on an angle. Uh, And it starts to open up like with a split down the middle and end of sadness is in there with their arms crossed and the fireworks go off in this dude's face. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! Roses. Oh, no. Let me. Okay, this this sounds like a fire frenzy roll. Let me see a vampire. Yes. Oh shit! I thought <laughs> he was some ghoul. Yeah, no, I thought he was some he's asshole. The guy who has to check out Elysium. Well, it's probably better it went off here than in the prince's face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Just, I didn't think I'd need the dice roller this sir- soon, but okay. Fucking guy. Uh, let's Jesus see. Christ, uh, we can't take you anywhere. Uh, okay, I'm right, a guest. Uh, you don't check your he, guest. It's cool. He got 
he got four successes. He he like flinches at the sight of the fireworks going off, and then he stares at end of sadness, and he just goes, "Sir, I know that you're new to Elysium," and he just like closes his eyes in like that most customer service look. Kane, give me strength. <laughs> Kane, give me strength, <laughs> sir. I know that you're new to Elysium. Are you the sacrifice? He stops. He goes, but it is forbidden to have these kinds of pyrotechnics in the face of creatures who get very freaked out in this in the, at the sight of fire. Please refrain from doing such things. M80s and flamethrowers are most certainly forbidden. Lighters are okay if you give us warning. And he's just like just staring, closing his eyes in that customer service. Like, I can't believe this is my fucking night. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I just want to double check because I have my animal companion here and we share a special bond. Did he let you know how mad I'd be if this happened this way? For his sake, I just want to know. For his sake, yes, he most certainly did, sir. However, good, good, good. Uh, Fist prop whispers and continue to ignore this vampire and they will close the lids on me. How, and we will he's going to walk forward. up. <sighs> the, Okay, you know what? The the, the other three of you, the other three of you, are you guys coming in at the entrance that Whispers wanted to go into? Or not, yeah, that Whispers wanted to go into. Just simple yes or no. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. Okay, red. Okay, so the three of you are going to find an unguarded gate as this vampire neonate who wants to be praised for doing a good job on one of the biggest Elysiums is going to be harassing End of Sadness and Whispers about how it's not cool that they just messed with authority. A hook is going really to trying for a promotion. A hook is going to unwind itself from the back of the hearse, loop itself around his collar, and the hearse is going to start to drive away. <laughs> oh no! What would you even roll for that? What would I? Even I have roll no. For that? I guess his. It sounds like this guy needs new athletics. <laughs> and okay. we will go inside because this is not my problem. <laughs> I'm going to say since he doesn't know that it's coming, I'm going to just increase the difficulty to eight and give him a minus one dice penalty. And we're just going to see what he gets from there. Please botch. It happens to everyone else. Why not this guy? He doesn't botch. He actually managed to get two successes. Oh my. Um, so I'm going to say that what happens is he's going after you all, but then the, the hook is going to grab him and he's going to be like, wait, no, sir, sir, you have to, you have to let me check it for weapons. You have to, you, and he's going to get pulled away. And as you guys are driving up, you all see, the hearse driving away as the security guard is untangling himself and like using his vampiric might is going to like pop off the ground like like kung fu style like just like just use some potence to just get up and is going to use some celerity to run back to the door before anyone can get there (laughs) Uh, all right and what as does the cemetery like, smell like sulfur? <laughs> as it, the next one of you comes up, you can see him like going in and he's just like, 
Gang, we have an incoming uh, coffin, uh, might have some uh, relaced uh, fireworks. Please let everyone know who approaches it. Uh, they're being followed by uh, robots, where the robots are carrying it along with uh, some man who... You, you guys basically hear this conversation. It's just like, just please make sure that all the kindred around there are warned about this and that we don't have a fire frenzy riot on fucking Halloween night. Uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and he like looks up. So who's the next person to show up? Just to say, Rowan. Rowan's just okay. standing there. So Rowan shows up, and this guy looks at you and goes, oh, "Evening, sir. Uh, nice outfit you have there. Uh, invitation, please." Uh, uh, we do have the invitation. Yes. 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 Uh, yes, yes. That one here. Uh, there you go. I'm. Is this your card? Check behind your ear. <laughs> That'd be so fucking slick. <laughs> do you want to pull the, your invitation from behind his ear? Yes. Yes, I do. All right. I'm going to say just what are the equivalent things to roll for? Nah, you know what? I'm going to say it just happens. That's way cooler that it just happens. I know that you're a street magician. So oh, you just do it. Oh. So you just... So you just do it. it. It comes out from behind his ear because he's he's so frustrated with the last guest and he sees him and he's immediately uh, a little like, oh, huh, that's nice. So, sir, that's great that you have an invitation that you're prepared to show me. Do you I'm going to have to check you out, though, and make sure you don't have any weapons on you. Sure. Yes. Uh, OK, just don't. Uh, yeah. uh, out of character, do you have any weapons or things you're trying to sneak in? No. Okay, he pats you down, finds nothing. All right, sir. Uh, what was your name? Uh, did we go up with code names? Do we have code names upon code names? Your code name's I'm Rowan, I thought. Yeah, it's just Rowan. Yes. Hello. I'm All right, going Rowan, inside uh, now. Nice, let me nice, nice to see you. Uh, go on in. Uh, it's about a uh, hundred feet back that way. That's where you'll see the uh, the entrance to Elysium. Um, it shows here that you're uh, one of the weird guests that Andrew Parker and River Cook and the others have been talking about. So don't worry about refreshments. We'll have a separate table for you all. Don't right. drink the punch. I was just about to go <laughs> ask that because I do not want the punch. Right. You I do want alcohol. Yes, we've we've prepared a table with the finest. We definitely raided a Witherspoon's uh, just this night. <laughs> non-punch table. So, Rigel pulls up in the movie van that, you know, starts pulling out what he prepares with vampires, which is a large, three-meter-tall, abrupt, you know, piece of artwork here. The guard is horrified and impressed. Sir, um, invite, please. He pulls it out, gives it to him as his phantom workers start, you know, unloading the truck. Oh! Huh. He just kind of stares at the phantom workers unloading the truck and he just goes, well, sir, I'm going to have to pat you down. Is that okay? Uh, Sure thing. Okay, again, like I did with uh, Sam, uh, out of character, is Rigel hiding anything to, like, any weapons? No. I don't think he has any weapons, even. Okay. Um, so then yeah. he... I just wanted to make sure if I needed yeah, sure, sure. anything. Yeah. Uh, so he pats you down, finds nothing, and then uh, 
he lets you and your workers in, obviously. Uh, if he tries to pat down your workers, is there like a feeling to that? Um, since they're your animal workers? I guess they're kind of like people. You know, they're, you know. It's probably unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, it's... Specific. I think that it's highly unpleasant for him to look at, let alone touch. But like I mentioned before, if he's willing to stand to try to stand up to end of sadness to uh, to, to to get a promotion, I think that he's willing to touch some of these golden glowy uh, boys. He does that. He does not try to peek under the uh, the 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 paintings. Uh, yeah, everything. To, yeah, no, he's not going to. He knows better. Okay. And he lets you through. And then finally is Layla Church who's showing up. She's already got the invitation just held out between two fingers. I assume that you're showing up with uh, Andrew Parker in tow? Fuck no. <laughs> oh, okay. It's definitely different than I thought. Okay, so then you show up without the... Uh, that the enthralled Toreador, he will probably have made his way in at some point to make sure that the Camarilla knows of your coming in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. And the guy with him recreationally. The guy will take your invitation, nod, and then look to you and go, ma'am, uh, just procedure. I need to make sure that you're not taking in any weapons, and he will like go to give you a pat down. Like I've asked everyone else, are you hiding any weapons? Nah. Okay. He pats you down in the most cordial manner that could really be done. And then he lets you on in. Uh, And with the sense of a job well done, he continues to guard and think about how weird that first guy was. (laughs) He sure was. You all make it into Highgate Cemetery, where uh, the movers and shakers of vampiric society, as well as their ghouls, uh, numerous as they are, are running about and keeping everything of the night society uh, moving. This is one of their biggest nights as they are uh, discussing politics essentially for the year. Um, as well as everything that has changed within the last couple of months, which there have been so many big changes. And yet there is, as soon as you all are in here, there is a tension that is, without even being socially aware, is palpable. They've prepared for your coming. Uh, they've had multiple people talk to them that there are some new big movers and shakers in town and they don't know exactly what that they are or what that they want. Only to be prepared and be ready. You're ready to be amazed. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> they're ready to be amazed. But they're also on edge. You guys are new. And these things, these vampires, are unchanging. And the longer that they remain unchanged, the more hesitant that they are to new things. There's a major gathering that you all are essentially deposited into where that a lot of the big movers and shakers are. There are many 
Nosferatu in trench coats and long-brimmed hats that are hiding their disfigurements. There are people talking to each other in small cliques and others that are moving around between the cliques. And uh, near the edge of the cemetery, looking over it all on a displaced throne that sits between the graves of Karl Marx and H.G. Wells is, well, a throne that's sat upon by the local governing body or well the local leader of the camarilla a fairly pretty woman for uh for her time with clothing that is outdated but certainly accentuates womanly features and a gaze that is entrancing uh with deep blue eyes and she is both looking at everyone and no one. At this point, I believe that Whispers has set down the coffin and is ready to unveil his master. So, uh, end of sadness, you're technically the first one on scene here. So, uh, what the fuck happens? Oh, uh, so the six robot uh, pallbearers will continue to hold the coffin. Uh, Whispers will stand by it and will knock on it every once in a while and walk around like a doddering old professed Dr. Caligari until everyone's kind of filtered in. Mm-hmm. You know, just give everyone enough time to kind of be there for it. And then the robots will put it down and like use their bodies to set up on like a like an incline and like their sound systems will start playing super like you from Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> okay. The coffin will levitate out of their uh, grasp like straight up because I activated mind hand manipulation before. Uh, the coffin will open and the sadness will come out while the swell whispers is doing the somnibalist body acting for like controlling the sleeping person from the movie. We watched the movie ahead of time to kind of coordinate this shit. Uh, and then end of sadness will gently descend onto the grass beside whispers, the labyrinth, the coffin will go straight up and it was going to explode into fireworks, but half of those got used up on the opening. So the rest of them go off and it's like a Halloween pumpkin. Okay, uh, considering that the rest of them went off uh, at the opening, so most of the vampires here are uh, warned about this. Uh, I'm not I, I make throw it real high up. Rolls. They don't make these rolls for fireworks. That seems insane. <laughs> like fireworks fired <laughs> off in the sky. At you. No, these are going up, like up into the sky. I'm hurling it super far up, and then it's going off. Okay. The, the fireworks highlight my descent to the earth like a living god. Oh, and understand it's dressed up like the somnibalist from the Doctor Cabinet, Doctor Caligari, like the the paint, like the body paint and the sweater mm -hmm. they're wearing and the makeup. It's it's all that. I, I just looked up pictures of this and I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of rad. Oh, that movie, the art style is fucking crazy. In and Metropolis are one of the I, best things to like watch for the art, like the the way they did the set design I'm, before they had set design. I've never seen them before, but I think that I'm going to uh, watch them uh, between this week and next. Fever dreams. <laughs> you do certainly get the notice of a few different people when that uh, you do this. Notably, the ones that you don't get the note that you don't get the the attention of are the one on the throne as well as Andrew Parker. Uh, Andrew Parker's gaze is obviously taken up by Layla Church. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. 
Uh, that's really all there is. One of those spot robots that I've modified to be a lounge is going to show up so I can lounge on it. Because standing at a party is for waiters. Uh, the one that you uh, absolutely get the notice of, uh, just to let you know offhand, is there is a woman in a cocktail dress with a large red rose in her hair who is looking at you and gives a very appreciative glance as if that she too is a connoisseur of the arts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, other than that, not doing much. I'm not making like a speech or like going to confront the vampire wizards. I'm just dicking around on the grass now that the coffin's gone and I have a lounge. Fair enough. Oh, is there a table right. full of a blood punch bowl? Like a vampire blood punch bowl? Like it's a punch bowl full of blood at a vampire party. The vampires put out in a punch bowl to be ironic. I mean, yes, I believe that I actually mentioned don't drink from this punch bowl to someone. Yeah. Me and Whispers <laughs> definitely have cups from that punch bowl. Oh. Okay. And like, like we know it's you, blood. This isn't a gag. It's just free blood. You, you definitely know that it's blood, and you definitely have it. So next up in uh, coming in order is uh, Rowan. Uh, do you do anything fun coming into the Elysium proper, or are you just going to kind of you know, go could, in and start mingling? You know, nothing can really compare to that. He's just going to see that and be like, mm, yep, yep, I'm going to go get a bottle of gin now. And it's going to get a bottle of gin. Are you going to a magic trick to the Queen Anne? No. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, Sam... <laughs> Had I thought this out, I would have definitely made sure you and Layla went first because I had oh. to go before Peter because nothing's going to top fucking Peter's thing. I got to get in and out with, uh, with the easy family guy humor before the real cerebral shit shows up. No, I'm just honestly out of character. I'm very amused at the thought that Rowan came and was like, oh, I'm, I've got some card tricks to show people. And then that happens like, oh, I'm going to go get a bottle of gin. <laughs> <laughs> the ego monster, monsters have arrived. <laughs> Rowan goes off to get a bottle of gin and at that bottle is, is a young lady who is uh, more or less serving the gin and she looks to you like pours, pours you a glass and kind of smiles a little bit so new here huh uh, yes yes uh, I'm waiting for the rest of my party I'm sorry I'm not uh, going to nice uh and she kind of like motions like almost like horns on her head like motioning at your antlers oh yes thank you yeah i knew a guy like that once is that okay good for you yeah just uh first time i've seen it in uh in a couple decades usually very hard to get that kind of uh mark so you're, what are you, a new type? Are you a, uh... uh oh, I'm not a vampire. I'm oh, you, not a vampire. You're, you're not a vampire. Hmm. They told us we were going to have some new and interesting folks. You're not a thin blood then? He is going to just awkwardly, like, shuffle away from this very awkward conversation. <laughs> uh, real quick, um, uh, could you give me a perception and alertness roll all right. uh, difficulty seven I still got two successes all right so um, one of the things that uh, one of the things that you notice about this lady is that she has cat like eyes oh that's neat 
as you're walking away, you think that maybe she was trying to talk to you because she thinks that she that you might be like her. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't have run away, but <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. You know, she was being weird. <laughs> Next, uh, so I obviously don't want uh, Pete to destroy Holden in the uh, in the entrance ceremony here. So, uh, Layla, how do you come in? Uh, one foot in front of the other. Oh, okay. Just one foot in front of the other. Yeah, we'll just, Any- well, uh, well, in the sadness is doing their thing, doing their I, bit. Yeah, well, I catch about the last half of that ego monster thing. Yeah, once they get out, it's like, oh, well, you should have told me you were coming out as Robert Smith. We could have set up the whole band. I don't get that reference. It's the lead singer of the Cure. Oh, oh my okay. God. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I uh, think she's seen Doctor Count of Doctor Caligari. No, fuck no. No one has. If you, you know what? To be fair, if Layla has seen MTV and rock music videos, there's a good chance they've seen Count of Doctor Caligari in the background of most of those, playing on a TV at a movie theater, clips from it during Living Dead Girl. I bet you well, I mean, they you know, have a little got, bit of surface the audience knowledge. here. Probably some of them were there for the opening night, but yeah, you know. yeah, some of them were in the background putting the sets together. <laughs> Layla comes in. Is there any? Are, where does Layla go to schmooze up, or is Layla kind of like going to be a wallflower and just kind of hang out while they wait for everyone else? Yeah, she's waiting for um, Rigel to do his thing. Okay. Well, you wait for Rigel to set everything up. There is a uh, there's a young woman, uh, maybe about mm, maybe about 16, 17 by your guess, comes walking up in uh, like a leather jacket, ripped jeans and like hands in her pockets and looks up to you and just goes. Sup? Hi, I'm not much. New here at Elysium, then? First time. Yeah, it's usually pretty boring, but uh, here that we got some uh, some new announcements coming in. Should be fun. Oh, really? Is has uh, anyone leaked the word on on what's uh, what's going down tonight? Well, I've got an idea that uh, Antler Boy and uh, Fireworks McGee over there are what's up. Some of our people over in the mm, independence said that we had some new types coming in. Weird clans. Yeah. I haven't seen you about, but you're... And she kind of looks you up and down in that kind of, I guess, sizing you up, but also sizing you up kind of way. You with them? Usually I'm with me. Oh, so are they with you then? I'm with this cool band. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Really, I'm just here to see what develops tonight. Well, fair enough. Uh, Who are you here with? Oh, me? I'm, uh, I'm here with, uh, I'm here for, uh, I'm here with Mithras. Well, not here with Mithras, but I'm one of uh, 
one of their eyes and ears, so to say. Uh, name's Pleasance, by the way. My name's Leila. I thought nobody'd seen Mithras in, um, ever. Oh, no one's seen Mithras, but that doesn't say that we don't give reports to Mithras. How does that work, then? Well, you know, deliver some letters, and then, uh, we get some responses back now and then. Oh, what, do you have, like, a dead drop or a number station? I mean, how does that go? Something like that. Well, it's nice talking to you. I'm gonna go, uh... I'm gonna talk... I'm gonna go talk over to the, uh... The weird guy over here. And they kind of, like, point over to End of Sadness and kind of start walking over. Oh, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Rigel. The star of Elysium. <laughs> How do you enter in and show up all of these chuckle fucks? <laughs> well, so Rigel comes in with his procession of, you know, workers, you know, taking in this large wrapped piece of art just to set it up somewhere where everybody can see, obviously facing towards the person on the throne, because that's what you do. I guess we should introduce ourselves you know, by names, I suppose. Maybe I should start spending some essence and doing some good impressions by rolling, because I'm not much more of a talker here as a player, unfortunately. <laughs> oh... Okay. If at any point during your introduction you need to be levitated into the air, I can provide those uh, special effects. Please go ahead. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. All right, you got my number. Uh, so I'll start by spending one essence for heavy clinic calculations, also one willpower, so I can replace my Sophie with my intent academics. Yeah. So oh, I can... oh boy. <laughs> Then I'll also pop in my excellence because academics is my thing. So yeah, you have a good role. <laughs> yeah, have a good role to make my introduction. You know, introduce myself. You know, as I guess Sir Rachel Star. Like all the code names, they're vampires. I have my association as like associate of the Order of Hermes of the Will Workers, I guess. Ooh, okay, spicy. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, a mage myself, but I work with them, slash I'm related tangential, so I guess I work kind with of them. Uh, do you want to introduce any, any of your, uh, your circle um, for this, or do you want to let them kind of introduce themselves? Well, I think we all probably went over this beforehand, and I guess I can just make the best impression for all of us, you know, saying that, you know, this article, unless somebody doesn't want that. No, good guys. You can handle it. It's, it's all be. good. Yeah. I, I have a feeling you'll be able to get to communicate across what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I, you know, introduce my contemporaries here and you mm -hmm. know name them out and point them out. Please then uh, give me that role since you're replacing it all with into academics. Uh, please give me that roll at difficulty six. That's 13 successes. Holy shit. That's probably like okay. appearance plus etiquette slash charisma etiquette something for that. I don't know. Oof. Yeah, that would definitely be plus etiquette. Um, I think that falls under the, under uh, introductions and everything. 
Holy shit. Okay. 13 successes. Oof. So, coming in, you introduce yourself. You introduce your circle. Rigel basically just kind of like points like dramatically at each of you when appropriate so that everybody knows, yo, like everybody in Elysium, the people who are important, the people who aren't, and the people who might want to cause some trouble know, hey, these guys are with me. At no point is this doubted that messing with one of you means messing with all of you. The whole introduction of the artwork that you're about to reveal is going to go essentially flawlessly. The people who you want enraptured by it are going to be. There is no getting around that. Besides that, um, I feel like that you've probably drawn a lot of attention from the higher ups. Is there anyone from the list of higher ups that you would like to speak with particularly or that you like, I guess what, like, is there anyone that you specifically from the list, like want to have like a scene with to like talk to? Is that for everyone or just Pete? I think that with Pete having 13 freaking successes. um, Yeah, absolutely. Everyone. If there is something, if there is someone like basically what would happen is someone would come up to Pete and be like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. And then Pete could literally just go, yeah, I think you might want to talk to End of Sadness or you might want to talk to uh, Rowan or you might want to talk to Layla yeah. or, hey, let's talk together. Like that 13 successes is fucking mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Like thinking about it, probably it'll be amusing at least to impress on the Xavier Simpson of the Tremere. And I'm not sure that I'd like to necessarily talk with him, but... Definitely stirring up some mess here, especially name dropping, you know, the Order of Hermes. Okay. The amusing. Who else? Does anyone else want to talk to any of the other NPCs, or should I just go off with uh, Xavier Simpson coming the in? The woman that was interested in End of Sadness, are they from that list? Um, with the rose in their hair? With the rose in their hair? Yes. Yes, that is, uh, that is Bryn. Ah. the Toreador Primogen. I would like to Snapchat them and the Underprince. And oh, the Underprince. And, and, and as a third ringer, uh, the leader of the Anarchs. Or just some Anarchs. Anarchs that would be interested in what I can offer. That's me, Devin, not um, End of Sadness. This End of Sadness is no fuck all. We could always have a follow the Anarchs afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not trying to fucking book a thousand hours of it. I'm just, those are the three I'm kind no, of looking no, at. No, you're, no, you're fine. Um, we will get through to that. Um, kind of like, like, I'll give you like a scene with each, with each of them, but we'll be like, okay, here's a scene with this guy. And then we're going to switch over to someone else. And then here's a scene with this guy. Yeah, that's the best. So we're not just uh, ha- having Devin do uh, three mm-hmm. NPCs at once. <laughs> Rowan, uh, Layla. Uh, any people that you you are interested in talking to. Or if you want to just give me, like, I'd like to talk to the sheriff, or I'd like to talk to, like... Because I know that you guys have uh, a decent amount of uh, out-of-character world darkness information, so, like, if you guys want to just throw that at me, I can just throw them at you. 
Uh, I, I have no out of set of character. Maybe Rowan will stick with the mages because he's magic too. Yeah, yeah just, um, Rowan <laughs> will help uh, with talking to uh, whoever one of the other people seem interested in. Okay, so Rowan will kind of be a floater to help assist with things. Yes. Uh, so basically, like, if you feel like that this is a... Basically, what will happen is if you feel like this is a conversation that Rowan might be interested in, um, you can kind of have him come in. Okay. Um, the one that I am probably going to... I am probably going to give you one that wants to talk to you. Like, alone. Just to let you know. Okay. <laughs> I figured I'll drift along with uh, Rigel and see what develops. Okay. So since, since he seems likely to uh, engage the upper echelons of this gathering, and I do have a thought brewing in the back of my head. Let's start off with End of Sadness real quick. Coming up to End of Sadness is the pretty woman with a rose in her hair. And, and a, she walks over. And End of Sadness is lounging on one of those spot dog military robots that's been modified to be a bit of a Shea lounge. Oh my, how very chic of you to have this robot be your new piece of art. Sir, I cannot tell you how long it's been since I saw someone use that specific piece of art that you decided to enter yourself with. It's its absolutely magnificent. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I hear tell from the people around here that, well, from my ghoul that came back as well as a few others that you're the, you're part of the crew of New people in town? Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, I'm new in town. Yeah, my pantheon is local. I'm sort of new in town, learning the ropes. Oh, how! what an interesting and quaint way to refer to your, uh, your local coterie. But, hmm. Coterie? Wait, wait, sorry. Someone explained that word to me. It means buddies, right? Yes. Means buddies. Fair enough. So, I feel introductions should be in order. I am End of Sadness, Antichrist of London, uh, Digital Devil in the Dark, Lord of the Underworld, all those kind of sober quets. This is my animal companion, Whispers of the Labyrinth. We share a sacred bond, and these robots are robots. Don't worry about them. They're pointless. Well, now, sir, any piece of art is not pointless, but I digress. My name is Bryn Adams. I am the Toreador Primogen. Uh, what this means is that I am the leader of the local Toreador. We are a clan of the gifted undead who wish to see the arts flourish. I believe that you've already met my Childe, Andrew Parker. An unfortunate side effect of the rock and roll scene. 
Oh my god, you mean the guy out front? Yeah, he had an attitude. Did not um, like that. N- no, no, Andrew Parker, the one who has been hanging out with you, he's been reporting back to me. Please, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but could you point him out? She points out Andrew Parker. Oh, yeah, gotcha, that guy. Right, sorry, I thought his name was John Waters or something. We get so many people down there. Water, river, storm drain, some name like that. No, Andrew Parker. Don't worry. Yeah, no, that's Layla's new little project. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. he seems like a real guy. He was a real go-getter back in the 70s, but nowadays he's kind of turned into a right proper asshole. Oof. Oh, that sucks. And they're your protege? Your your proto uh, was. your prial, prial day? Child day? Protege? Uh, Is that the day. same word? N- no, no, it's chill day. It's like child with an E. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, whoa. Okay, so that means you made him. You literally made that yes. guy. Oh wow, yes, that must be unfortunately. Oh wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, not that yes, you know, it's been... obviously terrible. Just you seem really beaten up about, it and I'm commiserating a, a, a little bit. Yes, he, he's obviously been doing me a disservice since uh, Miss Church decided to. Well, you and your pantheon, including Miss Church, decided that it was high time to start cleaning house of the local kindred. I, you know, to be honest, I don't know that much about that Parker guy, but, uh, you know, between you and me, I'm a little bit laid back. I'm a little bit easy like Sunday morning, but uh, Layla, Layla goes fucking nuts. So I have no idea what this guy could have done. It's all over the place. She's like the war god of our pantheon. Oh, well, that's good to know. I'll make sure not to piss her off as well as uh, yourself, uh, considering that you're the, uh, the Hephaestus to her Ares. Oh, uh, I mean, like, I don't want to take that title because Hephaestus is like a whole deal. And really, Rigel's kind of a little more of the the sort of, you know, research and development. I'm more like a genie. Oh, I see. So you're the wish granting type. Yeah, hmm. I grant wishes. I'm a genie, you know. So if you got a wish, I grant it. There are restrictions, limitations. I'm an antichrist, so that's going to be a whole thing, you know. I, if you're a big fan oh, of the right, of the JC and his two other equal friends that are also himself, you know, you might not want to engage with that part of it. Oh, I can guarantee you that no one here is a fan of them. Yeah. But no, no, yeah, so my role in that is, and of course, you know, Rowan's are, um, you know, it's hard to say exactly, like, it's hard to quantify Rowan's role in the group because he is so fucking versatile and frightening that, uh, you know, he's a fucking monster. He's a fucking monster when he wants to be, I'll tell you that. Good guy, good guy. But, you know, among them, I'm the the wish granter. I'm the, the genie. Oh, okay. I... Cannot off the top of my head think of uh, other Greek deities that might be good for granting wishes. I think that might be more in Quint's uh, wheelhouse. He's the local sheriff. Okay. He knows a lot about Greek history, but we'll, uh, we'll find a good analogy for you all eventually. 
Yeah, you know, I was thinking more like Lady in the Lake, giving people, you know, the greatest oh. gifts to make their empire all work and stuff. and making kings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that these days. Mm-hmm. Oh what about you? I feel like I've asked... I feel like I've asked no questions at all about you and I'm being rude. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. I'm... I'm way more interested in what you all can do as opposed to what that I can tell you about myself. I'm just a, are you familiar with the term philanthropist? Yes. That is me to a T. I've been funding the arts for decades, if not centuries. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Investing in new things. Uh, and making a profit off of them. Not that the money is my actual concern, only what that it can bring to budding artists. Huh. Wow. All right. And your entire, like, vampire organization runs on that? Like, not all of them, but like your slice of it, your vertical. Uh, yes, you could say that the vertical slice of what that I do... And what that my chill day are supposed to do runs off of that. So what happened to country music? Oh, well. Because there's a period of time where it was getting really good. And then around the 2000s, it got real bad. Like, things took a dark turn there. Is that, like, not something worth saving? Not for you guys here in London. You're in London. But I just mean, like, globally. Unfortunately, I don't keep much track with my American brethren. They're all very up their own asses, so to speak. They don't like to respect the ancient arts, like Mm. harpsichord, playwrights, and flutes. I don't know what the actual term for flautists, I think. A farrier, yes. The horseshoe making is very important. Yes. Yes, the ancient (laughs) arts. Yes. Well, I can't speak very well for country music. I do recall it being pretty good, but unfortunately, uh, around the time that Mr. Cash stopped producing music in mass uh, is when it started to take a downturn, or at least when we started to see it taking a downturn. It stopped being as popular worldwide and became very much a nationalistic, almost... Almost like a call to nationalism, the genre in America. End of sadness will nod with erudition beyond their years. <laughs> As if something happened in the early 2000s, so Cliffy Acosta. Something happened. Huh? How dare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, unless they're trying to pump me for more info, uh, I'll just make polite conversations or be like, yeah, I have a cult. They worship me and stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, basic stuff maybe they can also manipulation and something to get something out of you Mm, yeah actually i think that they will uh because i think that the one thing that they want to know about is and i'm trying to think of how you counter this is uh they want to know about the uh the 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 symbol about the despair seven symbol and the end of sadness cult uh they want to they, because there's been the, uh, the the followers of set stuff, uh, the cult of Typhon, and you guys now, and they want to know like 
where that everything like kind of meshes, like where the, the followers of Set and you begin, like where they end. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And a status will break that down without any resistance. Like <laughs> that's not even a oh, role. Okay. No, no, it, it's and if we don't want to take up a lot of time on it, we could always just gloss. By the way, but like NSS will break it down. It's like cult, mercy, helping people out. The world has ended. Those snake vampires were clearly using my symbol for evil, and they should have known better. They shouldn't have picked that symbol thousands of years ago because it belonged to someone, and that someone showed up, and they got the absolute shit punished out of them for it. And NSS is pretty pissed that vampires clearly knew that was going on, and no one did anything sooner. But that's what Elysium's for, to talk it out and have a rock talk. Sounds fantastic. I appreciate your candor with me uh, and a sadness. I will uh, put in a good word with uh, the Queen Anne. Oh, well, yeah, thanks. When we uh, all get together to kind of talk formally, I got gifts too. They're not, you know, Rigel's gifts. Rigel's a fucking maniac when it comes to this <laughs> stuff. But they're pretty, It's they're, they'll be ironic, you know. I feel like I pull the Outer Limits vibe just a bit. No, nothing can be Rigel's gifts. Yeah, they're pretty solid. Okay, so we didn't even unveil the or something. <laughs> what was that, Pete? I think we skipped the, uh, the unveiling of the gifts. Oh my the... god, I think that we did. <laughs> well, I, I was assuming the unveiling was going to happen when we like talk to the leadership, and that's when you we know can what? drop those coffins with the snake vampires in them. You know what? Yeah, that that sounds like a good plan. They're just seeing th- you have not unveiled it yet. It is just the large like painting with the drapery and everybody is interested in it. And I'm like talking it up. Like that's my purpose here to be like, "Oh my god, it's embarrassing how good it is." And like if it's made from human blood, they can smell human blood coming off of it. Oh, they absolutely can. <laughs> well, juicy tidbit have it prepared. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work that we put in. If you had any questions, you could send them to us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost or email us at apairofdicelost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Rulers of Our Lands by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. Other music in this episode was done by Kevin McLeod and Alexander Nakarada. I'll put the full list in the show notes. And for making it this far, go ahead and regain a mode of essence.